Hello. Hey, hey. Welcome to episode 14. Oh my God, that's how many years we've been teaching. Oh, that is true. Look at that. We're about to wrap that one up. I know. We should have done some sort of tie in. I didn't even think about that. You know why we didn't think about it is because we're too (laughs) tired. That is the absolute truth. Couldn't even make the connection. (laughs) This week also (laughs) felt like it was 14 years long. So that's probably another reason. That's true. I only worked three days of it and it was endless. I told you that on Thursday night, I was getting ready for bed, and I was like, oh, my God, this has only been a four-day week, Mm -hmm. and we still have a day left. Yep. Oh, Lord. It's like that every time. Every time. it is. Yeah, it is. Well, I had a department party I told you about this week, and I was talking to a couple of my coworkers at the dinner table about this podcast, and one of them was like, yeah, I've seen that on Twitter. I want to catch up on it on the summer. He's like, oh. he said, how many episodes do you have? Like three or four? And I said, uh, no, we just finished number 13. He's like, oh my God. I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. Yep. It I is think, impressive. I think we're impressive. I think we are too. Now, if only somebody famous, yeah. wealthy, business minded would pick us up. <laughs> that's the, I mean, that's obviously the end game. We've been very transparent about that. Yeah, it is. So. We'll just keep plugging away at it because it's so much fun. So much fun. It is. And we're so good at it. Duh. I know. I'm like natural. (laughs) We are. All right. (laughs) Well, we are creeping up on the final week of school and we cannot wait. We're so excited. Um, And so let's go ahead and get this episode off to a good start and talk about something that our kids did the most this week. What you got? (laughs) Um, I have two things and one of them is about a kid and one of them is about some things some of my colleagues have done for my kids this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, they're both been, both these things are really, um, special and touching and I'm really, really glad that I was there to witness them and kind of be a part of it. Um, I'll talk about the kid first because then that kind of rolls nicely into what, you know, the adults have done. Um, I have a student who she, um, she just kind of struggles. She's kind of searching yeah. in her life, not really sure, you know, who she's going to be. I um, kind of feel like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. So she's, you know, yeah. she's all of us. Yeah. Um, But she has found this one sort of like niche and that is like working and spending time with um, our special ed students. Oh. And this is not a student. Who, I mean, she's a very, very, very smart, very smart. Um, but she doesn't see herself in that way. So yeah. like academically, I don't think she ever feels like, Oh, I have something to give. Um, actually don't feel, I don't know if she feels that way a lot in her life. Like, like any, you know, teenage girl, she's just very, very unsure right. of who she is. Um, and, and doesn't always feel like she has anything to kind of, kind of offer. Um, but she has done a lot of work this year with our special ed kids. She did the special Olympics and stuff with them. She spent time on her lunch breaks in that class and it's just gotten close to these these kids who really kind of need a champion and need somebody. That's um, so good. So, yeah. At the award ceremony yesterday, we had our award ceremony, and I was sitting up in the stands. <laughs> and, like, kind of down to my left, this girl was sitting with a group of kids. And a couple of rows down for them, there were some empty rows. And then there was the row that the special ed students were sitting on. They all sit on the on the front row in case anybody wants to leave during the ceremony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and they just go. Um, <laughs> So she was up there and there was this space and there was one little girl down there, one of the special ed students who was kind of like laughing and clapping during one of the the moments during the ceremony where, you know, nobody else was. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, it's fine. Totally fine. It was, they were playing some music um, and she really loves music. 
And so yeah. she was really kind of getting into it and stuff like that. And one of the little boys sitting in the group with my students started to make fun of and mock this child. Hmm. And she saw it. She turned around and she saw it and she got upset and he was like laughing and some teacher like moved to kind of deal with him. But then I saw my student that I was talking about, this young lady, move from where she was and it was just like instinct. You know, yeah. she kind of prepped down and she was wearing a dress because we had told them to kind of dress nice for awards day. And like the ones who were getting an award did, but not all of them, but she did. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of creeps down and she put her hand on this little girl's back and she whispered something in her ear and, it, and the little girl laughed and then she kind of hugged her and she calmed down. Aww. And then my student climbed back up to join her peers and she looks at the young man who had been making fun <laughs> of this kid mm-hmm. and he just kind of like withered oh and I watched my student do this and I thought you know what how special is that that she's 14 and in a moment like that where so many kids at that age might just kind of go along with the, the poking fun you know unfortunately um her was to move to protect somebody yeah, to bur- could protect themselves yeah and it just, I just was so glad that I, you know, happened to be sitting there and happened to see that and see that side of her. I mean, I'd always known yeah. she was doing that kind of stuff and doing that kind of stuff on her lunch breaks, but I had never, like, I'd never seen, kind of seen that in action. And it just really, it touched me and it made oh. me feel really hopeful for her, for what comes next, because I do think she's found this thing that it really takes somebody special to do. Yeah. And she is so good at it and so natural and that might be what she has to offer. And so I hope that she gets encouragement in that moving forward. I've done, you know, everything I can to kind of promote that for her because that could be a great life path for her and she could change a lot of people's lives and, and do incredible things. So that was kind of cool. And so then, sweet. I know, right. <laughs> I knew that we were going to get to the end and I was going to start looking around and seeing all these things and being like, Oh, my babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to the other thing I bought for some of my kids, um, a book that I'm going to give them as a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, the last day that I see them, the book is called, what do you do with a chance? Mm -hmm. And it's sort of a, it's a metaphor in the book. The little boy, um, sees something like flying at him and what the, the illustrator drew like a, like a golden paper airplane or something like that. But it's, it's his chance, you know, metaphorically. Yeah. So all throughout the book, he sees it and he's like, what is that? I don't know what to do with it. I've never seen one before. And then it flies away and he's like, oh no, I'm, I missed it. I kind of wish it would come back. What do I do when it comes back? And he ends up having to decide, well, I'm going to be brave when my chance comes back and I'm going to take it. And it, the, it gets beautiful at the end. The drawings kind of go from like gray to like more yellow and gold and bright when his chance returns. And it's obviously, of course, about making the most of the things that kind of come at us. Right. And I want that for my kids. I want that so bad. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, But I bought these books to give to them. And over the week, I've been kind of like secretly passing them around Mm -hmm. to my colleagues to write a little note in there. Yeah. So my colleagues have done such a beautiful and thoughtful job for each and every child, such personal individual notes I mean even one of our coaches did some for me and he wrote the sweetest things in these boys books about the men they're becoming and how proud I'm gonna cry (laughs) I know (laughs) I was just thinking I was like that is something I would keep forever and ever I know um 
he wrote some stuff about how proud he is of the men they're becoming and I know how much that's going to mean for them in their own in their lives and I hope that they take it to heart and I'm so happy that I work with people who will take the time in a week like this in a time of the year like this to do something like that um you know some people might just slap a good luck in there you know best right Right. But they really, you know, wrote very, very thoughtful notes. Um, and it's going to be so special for my kids. But one of the people I asked to write a note, of course, was a special education teacher that my student spends time with. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the ones that I'm most excited Aww. for her to see it and for her to have it and to, to know and kind of have a constant reminder of what somebody else sees in her. Right. For when she doesn't, you know, see it in herself. Right. So that's it. Oh, I love my kids. So She's good. the best. Yeah. She's turning into an amazing person. And then of course I work with incredible people and we're all about to do the most for another week. Yeah, we are. It's going to be good. Yeah, we are. Those are great. Those are so good. I know, right. Such good end of the year ones. Well, I, I know. Have, I have two as well. Um, one of mine's about a student and one of mine is also about my, my colleagues. Um, but the first one, so this past week kind of was a final um, end of the year concluding assignment. I had all of my kids write a reflection on their freshman year and I had them break it down into several different categories where they reflected on just kind of their overall work ethic or what they're the most proud of academically. Mm-hmm. And then to talk about a class that they excelled in and why, and then to talk about a class that they were challenged by and why, and then also to talk about like, what did you do outside of the classroom extracurriculars mm-hmm. and what are some goals you have for next year? Super. And so I've really enjoyed reading these because I told them, I was like, guys, this is your last grade. It's a major grade. But more importantly, it's a reflection. Like, I want to see that you've actually sat Mm -hmm. and thought about this. And that I'm able to read it and see that you've thought, like, this is who I was when I started. This is who I am now. Because you are not the same people that walked in Mm -hmm. in August. Um, And they've done such a good job. And so there was one, so I've mentioned my, one of my lunch block classes, that's just my class for the year. They are my class <laughs> that tried me the most. It's my biggest class. It's my most it's your greatest class. It is, oh my gosh, they have challenged me. They've worn me out. And there have mm-hmm. been days that I've just looked at them and I'm like, whoo, are we going to make it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there is one child in there who... Oh my goodness. He has been the most interesting child I've had perhaps in, in my 14 in a bit. years of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps ever. Um, wow. He definitely has some anger and aggression issues and he's mm-hmm. aware of this and he is well, I think, trying to work on it. Right. Um, he also needs lots of attention. <laughs> um, he likes to make his presence known in the room and I constantly have to remind him like, dude, we know you're here. We love you. We appreciate it. You don't have mm-hmm. to let us know every second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just, he likes to push buttons. He likes to push my buttons. And I've mentioned several times to Christy that we've had this kind of string of good days in the mm-hmm. past month or so, but a good yeah. day with him is by no means the same as a good day with a normal child. Right. Right. <laughs> like right. it's, it's just very different. And so we've butted heads several times. We, mm-hmm. it's just been it's been interesting. I'll just say that. Right. So he turned in his reflection the other day. And of course, it's one of the first ones I look at as soon as mm-hmm. class leaves. I'm like, what did he write? And I was so pleasantly surprised <laughs> by what he uh-huh. wrote. I mean, it was not 
by any means like this masterpiece of you know grammatical beauty but the message the message yeah. he was trying to get across really touched me because basically what he said he had to write a paragraph about the class that he excelled in the most or you know did the best academically and he wrote about my class oh and I was so blown away and he just said that you know, he had a really good year in English this year and that the teacher was very, there was a lot of hands-on learning, which mm-hmm, yes, we mm-hmm. need that, especially lunch block in the day. Oh, yeah. um, and he said that, you know, basically the way I taught the class really helped him to understand mm-hmm, it and kept mm-hmm. him engaged. Now, these aren't his exact words. But <laughs> um, he did have a sentence in there about like something about sometimes she gave too many examples and review yeah. sheets, but in the end it helped. <laughs> Giving like, out the most sheets. Thanks, buddy. Um, but it was just, it really touched me to know that like this kid, and I hate to say this, but there were some days where I would see him coming down the hall into my classroom and I'd just be like, yeah, oh God, here we go. Deep breath, like buckle in. Yeah. And, um, it it happens. It just happens. And so just to read that and know that like in some way he really did like me and he Mm -hmm. liked the class and cause I really did like him too. Deep down, I know there's a kid in there who is smart, who is capable, he just has mm-hmm. a lot going on in his life. Yeah. He can't, he can't help that. Um, so it was just really touching to read that. And then he also, yeah. in his paragraph about his challenging class, he talked about his math teacher. And his math teacher and I are good friends. And we've talked about him, mm-hmm. this young man, for you know all year long. And so I had his math teacher come down the next day. And I was like, you need to read what this child wrote. Because he wrote about how, at first, he and his math teacher didn't get along. They didn't have a good relationship. But he's like, now that that's gotten better, and he's really pushed me, and he's helped me. So he even turned that paragraph into something Nice. And so I was like, you need to read this, because this is pretty incredible. So that was a good one. Um, And then my my other thing was, we have a teacher who, she's not really, well, she's not retiring. She's still going to be working, but she's just moving to another district. She's retiring kind of from teaching and then Dutch fork and she's going to an administrative position in another district nice and so we had a little kind of see you later into the year party for her oh I know you're talking about she's gonna be incredible in that next role oh my too. god yes like yes. just amazing totally agree um but she is moving on and so we had a little department party for her on Tuesday and it was at the Grand downtown which is the restaurant slash fancy bowling alley mm-hmm. and I've never I've never been there and I was having one of those days where you know, we just been off on Monday and I mm-hmm. had, had a nice little break and then coming back to school Tuesday, I knew the kids were like amped up. I did not feel like being social that night. I was tired. It's a Tuesday, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I knew once I got there, I'd be fine. And I totally was. And I had such a good time just uh-huh. eating good food, hanging out with my colleagues, doing mm-hmm. some bowling. And I was on a bowling team with some of the other girls in my department. And our team name, we were teams to kill a mockingbird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so all of our bowling names were characters. So I got to bowl as Jim Finch. That's the best. Um, and we just nerded out. and we had Such nerds. Time. It was so fun. And so it just really reminded me, like, you work with some really great people. You have a really great mm-hmm. support system. Like, this is, this is a good time. So that yeah, was really yeah. fun. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, it was a good, good time. So moving into our first question, I'm really excited about this question. So we're Mm -hmm. in the year and obviously we've taught, we've talked about standards and teaching to those, getting kids ready for a test, but there are lots of other things we want our kids to take away from our Mm -hmm. classroom this year. So what do you hope your kids will have gotten from your class by this time next week? Like we're done, they've gone. What do you hope? Mm -hmm. What do they take with them out the door? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I have a quick little bullet list and it's just got five things on it. The things that matter the most to me. And I will tell you that not a single one of these is a standard. Nope. Um, <laughs> now I get that that's important. If anybody ever listens to this, right. they, you know, Christy don't like the standards. That's not true. Um, right. The standards are the standards. I'm teaching them every day. I do that very, very well. Um, but I feel like that comes secondary to what matters the most to me. Um, I'm when I think about agreement. my kids. Um, because I'm never looking at my kids and thinking about, oh, are they going to be ready for this test? When I'm looking at my kids, I'm thinking about, are they going to be ready for what comes next in their life? Yes. Um, is my place in their life going to be um, a stepping stone for them into a better version of themselves? Um, right. Are they going to be prepared, not just academically, but can I give them something that's going to help them personally when they, they meet a challenge? You know, how can I really give them something that that they'll carry with them um in addition to obviously knowing how to like read and write because they do that um so my five things that matter the most to me number one says nobody defines who you are but yourself yep um I feel like I make that speech all the time (laughs) yeah because I work with some students who have been labeled um they were labeled when they were young as you know this child struggles yeah Um, they got that label courtesy of a test um that was not to bring out the best in them or really figure out what they can do. So um, I really hope that they take away from me that these labels don't matter, that there's always, you know, a chance for you to be better than you think you are, which is one of the other things on my list. It's the next things on my list um, is that it's never too late to turn it around. Yes, that's no a good one. What, no matter what has happened, no matter what you've done before or not done, you can make a decision today to turn it around and you can move from here. And that, that decision, that chance comes for you every single day. This is basically the speech I'm going to give when I read that book with my kids. Oh, Um, good. Yeah. So number three, so I've got nobody defines who you are, but yourself, it's never too late to turn it around. And then I've got no one can say what you have to say in the way that you can say it. And that's just not all about their voice, the power of their voice. And that is where my standards come in. I teach them that it's important to be critical thinkers, that they have to be able to take information in. And a lot of times that's coming in through something that you're reading or hearing, um, that they have to be able to write and speak and express themselves. And I try to help them kind of hone that tool for that purpose. Yeah. Nobody use it to make change, to improve their lives, to, to assert, you know, their own agency and improve the lives of others. Um, so that's number three, number four and number five might be the ones that are even more important than these. I want my kids to learn that they need to laugh as much as they can at as much as they can. Um, my classroom is filled with laughter. I laugh a lot. They laugh a lot because you have to, you have to. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. You'll cry. Yeah. Life is funny. Life is hilarious. It's heartbreaking and it's awful, but it is also hilarious. And, yeah. and my kids sometimes more than others understand the heartbreaking part, unfortunately. And I, I want them to, to know, you know, yeah, laugh when you can. And then the last thing that I want them to know, most important thing, and that is just, I love you. I love you. Yeah. And I know that you, I want you to know that you deserve great things and always, 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 wherever you are, if you need to think about somebody who loves you and who is on your side, think about me. Yep. So that's it. Those are so good. And I, I know, have right? some very similar ideas in mind. I didn't um, like really label mine like that, but I have three just short things. And like I said, mine are really similar. 
Um, but I think first and foremost, and I try, like you said, I try to do this through teaching the standards and what mm-hmm. I choose for them to read, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I want my kids to have just an awareness of the world around them. And mm-hmm. I just want them to know that it is a big place. There are yeah. lots of opportunities. There are lots of different types, types of people. You mm-hmm. need to look at each and every one of those opportunities and you need to be kind to each and every one of those types of people. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest thing, and we talked about technology, mm. I just want them to look up and know that life is bigger than your little bubble. And then oh, yeah. like these, these moments, these drama filled <laughs> you know, days that you have <laughs> in ninth grade, those are not lasting. That's not your, that's not your life. That's not real. This too shall pass. Life is bigger than your bubble and your Snapchat stories. And you need yeah. to not be afraid to go out into it. And to yeah. more, more importantly, and I think I really try to stress this, especially with my honors kids is it is okay to make mistakes. You oh, can go yeah. out there, you can mess up, you can make That's a mistakes, good one. you can say and do the wrong thing and it is okay. You it's going to be fun. You're going to And be I say fun. that, I say that related to honors kids is because mm-hmm. so many of them are so hesitant to offer they up are. an idea or an answer because they're so afraid they're going to get it wrong. And I'm going to like mm-hmm. chastise them and come down on them. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, guys, just say it. If it's wrong, that's okay. It's I'm, okay. I don't care. I still love yeah. you. It's fine. So I think that's my, my first one. It's just, that's a good world one. out there. Go out into it and explore it. Um, and the second one kind of goes along with what you just said. I have that. I want them to have an understanding that they have a voice and that it is incredibly important mm-hmm. um, that they have the ability to make their own choices and form their own opinions mm-hmm. and to, to act on those things that they, yes, little old them can make a difference yeah. in this world. And we um, need them now more than yes, ever. Yes, yes. And so, again, I try to do that through the things we discuss in class. And several of my kids wrote in their reflections if they talked about my class. And I, I don't know why this surprised me because I kind of pick and choose the things hoping they will yeah. take away. But they wrote about how they were made aware in my class of just how many different types of things there are to read and how much mm-hmm. they can learn from you know, reading these articles and exploring yeah. different topics. And I was like, well, yeah, duh, that's, that's my point. I'm glad <laughs> you picked up on it. Good job picking up on that guy. Yeah, good job. <laughs> um, and then my last one kind of goes along with that as well. And it, I mean, I guess it is standards related, but I just want them to have an understanding that reading and writing are so powerful. Yes. It's so much more than just words on a page. It is. And I, I try to preach to all my classes, especially um, my classes of kids who aren't like your typical readers yeah. um, that, you know, if you don't, if you hate reading, you're doing it wrong. There's a book out there. Yeah. For everybody, oh, yeah. you can find it. And I think that's always one of my goals every year is to help mm-hmm. kids reconnect. Cause so many of those kids grew up reading and had a love of reading at some point and they yeah. lost it along the way. Mm-hmm. And so I just hope they have some sort of awareness of, yes, cause they got taught they were doing words. it wrong. Cause some tests yeah. somewhere told them you're not reading yep. Yep. the right way. So oh, I hope enough. they have, they have some sort of understanding of just the power and beauty of language to oh, read yeah. it, to write it, to speak it. Um, mm-hmm. And just to go out and be, be themselves I just that just made me think I just wrote in this little girl's yearbook the other day I had her as a freshman she's a junior this year and she um she's definitely blossomed and changed and come into her own over the past Mm -hmm. couple years and she stayed really close to me we've had some really just deep like life conversations yeah um and that's something I wrote in her yearbook is just how much I've enjoyed watching her grow and I said I think I've really appreciated the most is that you're finding out who you are and you're being true to yourself Mm -hmm. like never ever forget that um and then kind of like what you said like I will always be here I will always be in your corner I will always fight for you I will always support you no matter what 
Like yeah. If you want a hug, if you want mm-hmm. somebody to challenge you and tell you, no, that's stupid. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will do all of that for you. I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of puts me in the feels too. Like I'm on one hand, know, I'm so excited right? for summer, but then I'm like, oh, wait, let's Yeah, let's I, I, I told more. you this is going to happen. <laughs> Every time. Oh, man. Um, Oh, the joys well, of being a teacher. Well, you spend a year with, with, with these kids. Yeah. And you're with them more than you are, you know, other people in your life. It's relentless. Yes. It feels relentless, but yeah. it is, it's such a journey. And yeah. I can say to you, because I know you and I know the kind of teacher you are, that all mm-hmm. those things you just listed that you hope your, your kids are going to, that they got, they got yeah. it. They yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. And I would say the same for yours because I get so many of yours. I know and I get and I'm like okay yeah I know you're gonna be awesome because you just had her (laughs) yeah and that's one of the reasons I worry less about my kids yeah moving forward into the big bad high school because I know that you're there and and even your you've got a colleague that's very similar to you that that gets some of my kids and and it just it is a good feeling to kind of hand them off to to people who I know are gonna take care of them more than anything else yeah I always see that and I know you do too I feel like that's that's one of the most important things in my job. I mean, sure, standards, sure, yeah. teaching, reading, and writing, but like just taking yeah. care of you and I'm yeah. here for you. That's huge. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, dry your tears. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we talked about before, um, I mean, just our love for books in general, obviously. Mm-hmm. Duh. And I've mentioned that one of my favorite books is Fahrenheit 451. Mm-hmm. And you, you watched the movie. The HBO I did movie. watch the movie. I watched it last okay. weekend. I had to do it quick in my seven day free trial of HBO. Cause that's going to right. Work. Right. Right. I haven't watched it yet. And <laughs> we know that it, it didn't get such great reviews and you said you were kind of mad about it, but that is, yeah. Matter. Um, in the end of the book, um, Montag meets these group, this group of like rebels who have run away from society and they also love and appreciate the written word. And so in order to preserve it, they've each, memorized a book a great work that they want mm-hmm. to keep in society and so in some ways they've kind of become this book that they've memorized right so we thought it would be fun to talk about what book we would like to memorize for humanity's sake if we are one of those rebels one of those exiles in Fahrenheit. oh yeah so what would you pick well i you know really tried very hard to narrow this down to one because yes. I feel like that would be, you know, important. Um, I do have, I'm going to tell you my short list and then I'll tell you the one that I would, that I would do. My short list okay. is The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, just for the, the wisdom that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilead by Marilyn Robinson. Have you ever read that? I haven't. Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's from, told from the perspective of a pastor in Indiana um, and he's aging. He's like 70 something and he's got a young son because he married, well, he lost his first wife and child and then he married again late in life kind of as a surprise. So he's got like a five-year-old kid. Um, He knows that he's not kind of not long for the world. And so the whole book is this letter to his, his son, things he hopes he remembers kind of his, his story, how he met his mother. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. And then I've got on here and you may have mentioned this book before um, when we were talking about covers extremely loud and incredibly close oh yeah i didn't mention that, that. that's Jonathan a great cover yeah 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 i think that's that book yeah, have you read that book i have yeah you like awesome. the cover yeah um i think that book's incredible and i think what he did um when he did that kind of redefining the form and playing around with kind of what constitutes a novel i think that's super important um and i love that book but yeah. the book that i would choose it's actually by jonathan saffron fuller's ex-wife um nicole krauss I would memorize and carry forward for forever a book called The History of Love. You ever read it? I haven't. 
it's really good. It's hard to explain because she's similar to him mm-hmm. in that she plays around kind of with like narrative form and, and timelines. And, you know, there'll be sometimes one page with just one word on it. Um, but I just love it. I love that book. Listeners look into it. Anybody okay. who is listening. Um, it's a small book. It is, it's just beautiful and just beautifully written. And I just love it. And so that's the one I would memorize the history of love by Nicole Krauss. That's good. That's such mm-hmm. a good list. Well, I, so my mind first goes to Fahrenheit because I yeah. love, I love that book so much. And just that it shows, you know, I, I mean, it's so close to home and the way our world is right now and just as mm-hmm. a society where we're potentially headed or where, what we could become these kind of mindless oh, zombies yeah. watching our vid screens. Um, and then it just talks about, you know, the, the importance and the power of, books and words that we've been yeah. talking about so I, I feel like I would want to say that one but then I'm like mm-hmm. is that cheating to memorize Fahrenheit I don't know whatever <laughs> so that's not the one I ended up on um and so then I just started thinking about some books that I personally have loved mm-hmm. but then I also started to think about endings since we're coming close to the oh, end yeah. and like just how how books end because I, I love like when there's a good final last sentence or final yeah. last paragraph or whatever so I narrowed it down to two, and I think I know out of the two which one I would pick, which I'll end with that one. But one that I narrowed it down to is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, um, yeah. Because that's one I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, and I've told all my classes, I talk about it at least once, and I'm like, guys, I feel like every teenager should read this at some point mm-hmm. during your high school career, because it just teaches such a powerful lesson. I love that it's written as a series of letters from the protagonist to this imaginary friend. Oh, yeah. And then it ends so beautifully. And it's got that last line in this moment, I swear we are infinite. And Mm -hmm. it talks about just realizing when you're in the moment that life is not all sad and terrible and that there is beauty and there is love and we can be infinite in those moments. And I'm like, man, that would be such a great one to end with. So that was on my list, but I think the one I chose is, I think, also one of your favorites, and that is The Book Thief. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. That would be so hard. It's so I long. know. It's so long, but I mean, I would I, need someone to do that, so that, that makes me very happy. Well, I think I would pick that one for several reasons. Um, number one, it's got some American history in it, which I think would be oh, yeah. significant to remember because mm-hmm. it takes place, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, during the Holocaust, World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some history in there I could be teaching while I'm reciting my book. Um, yeah. And then also, it's so beautifully and creatively written. It's narrated by... Uh-huh. And then also the final line by Death himself. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. I already memorized that. Yeah, it's I'm I'm haunted by humans. And I think just to end with that is so, like, bone chilling. And, like, it's like, whoa. I don't know. I just feel like it's so impactful and it would be so cool. And just, I don't know, if society was kind of crazy and we're heading towards this Mm -hmm. apocalyptic, dystopian whatever, that yeah. would be such a badass final line. I know, I right? Bank be like, I am it would take you humans. like days to recite, to I mean, recite people, your book. Who cares? I'd be like Homer and the Odyssey. I know. People that's sit what around. <laughs> people would be sitting around in a circle with a but fire and you'd be reciting the book. Yeah. It's such I would a be great story. I was going to say, it's such a great story. You'd be hanging on my every word. I like, would. I'd be like, what happened happen? then? I know. And then to end with, I'm haunted by humans. I'm haunted You'd be by like, humans. oh my God, I'm also haunted by humans. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. I know. I know it's lengthy, but I think, yeah. I think that's what I'd pick. Oh, yeah. now I want to share real quick a line that I remember from the book that I talked about. It's not the end, but one of the reasons yeah. I picked it was because 
like I said, it's so beautifully written. And in a nutshell, it's about, it's actually Holocaust related too, because the main character, well, there's two main characters. It goes back and forth between this old man and then a young girl. And they share this like odd connection that they're both kind of putting together throughout the book. Well, she is. And then he finds out at the end, um, an old man named Leo Gursky is the character that she starts with and it's first person. And he's all concerned about like dying alone. He's lost some people in the Holocaust and he's living like in New York now. Um, And he's just as a character so well presented. And one of the lines that I always remember that I love this book, it comes early. He's describing his best friend because he's got this one best friend. Yeah. Who he thinks is going to, you know, find him when he dies. And he's worried about that. So it's going to, it's kind of sad. It gets Mm -hmm. better from there. Um, Beautiful. But he's talking about Bruno and he's describing him and he says something like, he's talking about his hair and he's like, it's so hard to describe you. Um, maybe I shouldn't try. No, I need to, cause it's better to try and fail than, than not to, to do it. Yeah. And the line that I'm remembering, he says, I know the soft down of your, your hair playing lightly about your scalp, like a dandelion. Many Aww. times, Bruno, <laughs> I have wanted to blow on your head and make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> I just I love it. I love it. Yeah. Your hair is like a dandelion. And many times, Bruno, I have wanted to <laughs> blow on your head. And it's so uh, you can That's see so it funny. so clearly. And yeah. I don't know. Their relationship and their friendship is such a yeah <clears throat> beautiful. Um, and they're both kind of broken, and they kind of have each other. Um, yeah. And I think that's so, yeah. kind of what I love about Perks of Being a Wallflower and The Book Thief is there's such great relationships in there. And I yeah. mean, there's, there's friendships and there's romantic interests mm-hmm. and there's, it, they're just so, both so beautifully told. Oh yeah. Um, I think they would both be worth preserving. I think you need to read The History of Love this summer. Yeah, I should. I'll add it to my It's editor. short. It'll really go good. quick. It's okay. like kind of quirky a little bit. I uh-huh. love it. Cool. Put it on the cool. list. I will. I know it's growing. All right. So the last question is super fun, <laughs> super random, so it fits the category. <laughs> so let's say that time freezes mm-hmm. for the day, 24 hours yep. for everybody except you. You are except free me. to move about, move about the cabin. <laughs> do what I want. What, what are you going to be able to do? And we did say there's one little exception. We want to say that you could possibly have the ability to teleport, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because at, we were talking about this question, and we we're like, well, it depends on, like, where we are when time freezes. Because are we yeah. just in Podunk, South Carolina, or am yeah. I in Europe? Like, where am I? So we, yeah. we are going to add in, you have the ability to teleport, so you can zip somewhere else if you want to. Yes. So what are you going to be doing? Everybody's frozen. What do you do? <laughs> this question was difficult for me because I feel like, and you and I talked about this, and you said you feel like it would be kind of expected. I feel like every single thing that I would begin to do immediately is actually like a crime. Um, you have so this, to. You have I to. know, right? Time is frozen. Um, You'd regret it if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I did ask my kids to try to get some ideas because I was like, I feel like I can only think of these like pretty obvious things. I wanted mm-hmm. to know if they had anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the things that they said, the, one of them said that they would take out all the world leaders that pose a threat to yep. anybody anywhere that's so smart. while that's you know a little bit intense it would create world peace essentially so that was cool yeah. um one of my favorite ones was one little boy said that he would take everybody and put them in every like put all the people in one state mm-hmm. which i don't know if that's like possible but he would get as many as he could yeah. um so that when they woke up they'd be like 
what happened? Where are you? What do we do? So you can just do that. On. You can just do that with your enemy. Just take yeah. them and move them across the country. I know, right? <laughs> um, one little girl, and this was funny because this girl is super type A and never does anything wrong. She literally has made a hundred on like every single thing. Like you mm-hmm. open her report card, it's like impeccable. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. So afraid to make a mistake. She looks at me and she's like, I feel like I would just steal everything from everybody. Yeah, duh. And you can tell it's dawning on her that like, that's criminal and she's like yeah i think i would just do like bad stuff all day and i was like yep. yeah me too so yep. my things are first i would immediately begin to gather money we've mm-hmm. talked about money so much mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. i were frozen i would teleport inside as many bank vaults as possible for a couple hours and just store cash yep in my house secretly um then i would also go in some grocery stores and steal not food that's gonna perish so i wouldn't mess with like produce and well meat i would get and i would freeze it um yeah but like toiletries like detergent and shaving cream and all that stuff it costs a million dollars every time you have to buy it i yep. would get all that stuff stock it up and then i would i might play some pranks too yeah, I might move some people around. I might draw some stuff on some people's faces. Pull their um, pants down. You, pull their <laughs> pants down. Uh, I told you yesterday, I might, you know, steal from the rich and give to the poor. I might try yep. to do some, some good deeds like Robin yeah. Hood. I might teleport myself into some celebrity's life. And when they wake up, I'm there. And they're like, hey, what are you doing here? And I'm like, <laughs> I, li- I live together. here. For years, I live here. What do you mean? What am I doing here? You lost all your memories in the freeze. Let's begin our yep. life together. So yep. that stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that is what I would do if time froze. I would become yeah. a criminal. Yeah. No, I would too. And, I, and again, we talked about this, but it's like, I feel like that's expected. Time is yeah. frozen. It's kind of like a free for all for you. Mm-hmm. So you need to do that. Um, and mine are also very similar. Um, I would definitely do some stealing of food and money and whatever else. Also, yep clothes I'm, I'm a little bit nosy and so i feel like i would do a lot of snooping <laughs> through people's houses and yeah kind of like what you said just to see how people are living and you know um, maybe pop into like oprah's house or <laughs> yeah. see what's going on i would also since i can teleport um i would do some eating around the world and oh, pop yeah. into like a bakery in paris or I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, pop around and eat lots of things. Yeah. Um, and then my kind of good deeds, you mentioned stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Um, I think I would go around to as many dog pounds or animals <laughs> as I could and release the animals. And maybe not just release them so they're all just like running around, although that would be hilarious when time grows. <laughs> but maybe like, like find girl. find some homes for them, like find like a farm or maybe some some people that already have a dog and just give yeah. them another one. Because I feel like if you already have a dog and time unfreezes and like, boom, there's a surprise. Yeah dog you're not gonna be like what is this like you Surprise. love dogs you're gonna keep it yeah so I would make sure all the dogs I mean I guess cats too I'm not a huge cat person no, but, I would not but definitely definitely I would take care of the dogs I'm bear is like laying in my lap right now and I'm petting uh-huh. him as I say this so buddy I would let all the dogs free you can have some puppy <laughs> friends okay um but yeah that would be such a good time and I almost feel like 24 hours would not be long enough but yeah you could definitely do some cool stuff and like you said, play mm-hmm. some fun pranks and mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be a good time. Yeah. It would be you amazing. Becoming, becoming criminals. Didn't that happen <laughs> in Harry Potter? Is that how the time turner, is that how that works? They got to go. Well, you could go, time. you go back in time and there's like is so many rules. No, nobody's froze. But there's so many rules with time travel. Like you can't see yourself and yeah. I don't know. So time freezing is probably a little bit better. Yeah. My girl. Fun. My- I know. She's so, she's so smart. 
Well, next week it'll be episode 15. We'll be and done the end. with the school year. Well, kind of. We have that work day on that Monday. Ugh, I'm not I even have, counting that. It doesn't matter. Say, that, that doesn't count at all. I'm going to roll up in there with my papers to turn in and roll back out. I know. Adios, I, colleagues. Yeah. Y'all I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be looking like that day, but it's not going to be pretty because <laughs> I do not care. I'll be like, summer <laughs> mode. I might just walk in with my sunglasses on. <laughs> like, what do you need from me? Okay, bye. Yeah. Gotta go. See you later. Uh, but between now and then, Christy and I will work out our summer podcast schedules. We're talking yeah. about, I mean, it's our summer vacation, so I highly doubt we'll be doing a every weekend thing, but yeah. we'll figure out what works best for us and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll let our uh listeners know what to expect over the summer and then obviously we'll be back again in august it'll be here before we know it but year we're going savor those days in between oh yeah oh yeah it's gonna be good oh, yeah. it'll be year 15 and then next next episode is number 15 so uh, oh, nice exciting mm-hmm. all right well i'm gonna go vacuum my house <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna clean mine yeah probably also vacuum i don't know if that's part of my cleaning today but maybe yeah. All right. Alrighty. Later. Talk to you later. Bye. Right, bye.